Hello and welcome. This is Kevin and this is the Yoga Life podcast. Hope you're keeping well. This podcast is brought to you by The Nature of Things. Beautifully crafted essential oils made all from pure oil. So no nasty stuff, or no funny stuff, just pure good stuff. <laughs> they have flavors would you say flavors but i suppose you say scents they have scents like geranium they have rose with yojoba oil they have chamomile which can be nice before bed if you want to check out the nature of things feel free to go to the website the nature of put whatever you want in your basket which could include a bamboo diffuser which look really stylish they're not those tacky ones that i have that uh, like change colors these ones are uh, 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 they look like a little little alien but made of bamboo uh, a cute alien so if you want to get either a little alien which is a diffuser or some oils or even a gift set maybe for Christmas coming up you can go to the nature of things that I put in the promo code yoga life for 10% off all products and that's valid until October 31st also this podcast is brought to you by small changes Ye old faithful, they've been with me for a while. I go there about twice a week to get my organic produce and my household items. They're a whole food store. They're here in Dublin, in Drumcondra. And, oh, they're actually opening a coffee shop in Kilmainham very, very soon. So if you're around the Kilmainham area, go and check them out. You can visit them on online, on the, on the internet, by going to smallchanges.ie or check out their Instagram as well. If you'd like to meet me, for whatever reason, you can come to one of my public classes, or you can also come to my workshop, which is in December. That's uh, in Salt and Soul in Sligo. And if you come along, we're going to be practicing handstands together on the 14th, which is a Saturday. That's from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Today I have with me Joseph Devlin, or I'll call him Joe now because we're buddies, obviously, after meeting just once. And in fact, Joe brought me um, some dark chocolate and he brought me some Maya Fascia release tennis ball thing called a peanut. Oh, I've got it here in front of me. Cheers, Rach. Um, so yeah, he obviously knows me quite well through the gram. And Joe is a physical therapist. And we talked about physical therapy, obviously. We also talked about... Um, being a man, doing yin, the what to know about yin and how it can help us and also common injuries in yoga that, that Joe sees a lot. I think this is something that's not talked about. Sometimes we think about yoga as it's only safe, it's only good for you, but you can hurt yourself, you know. Uh, and we didn't talk about this, but when he was leaving, we did using your glutes, using your bum which is very important when you're practicing yoga <laughs> or going through life in general. So if you enjoy this episode, please leave it a review on iTunes. Uh, five stars is always preferable. And thanks to everyone so far who's left a review. By the way, I can't figure out how to actually respond to your reviews to say thank you. So I get all the reviews. One just came from France, which is pretty brief, but uh, it's made the point of <laughs> saying they enjoyed the podcast. So thank you and to everyone else who left a review. Uh, if you'd like to share it with your friends, the best thing to do is to share it on Instagram. Or maybe you just tell someone, go, hey, listen to this podcast the other day. This chap called Kevin it was not bad. You might want to give it a go. 
that'd be fantastic. Um, yes, so listen, that's enough uh, rabbiting on for me. Hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Joe. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you. How is it? This is lovely. This is absolutely uh, delicious. It's uh, cr- creamy. Nick. <laughs> creamy without yeah. any cream. And not salty. No, 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 no not at all. No, no. Okay. This, is, this is the butter, yeah? That's the butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. Joe. Kevin. We're live. We're, we're actually <laughs> oh. not live. We're not live. <laughs> Just pre-recorded. <laughs> we will be live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the future. How are you, mate? I'm really good. Yeah. I'm really, really good. How's your coffee? You. My coffee is delightful. It's warm and it's dark and, and buttery. <laughs> and buttery. The, buttery. That's yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is a version of an Irish coffee. Yeah. That's and how I, I that's how I make yeah. so in the morning times I make uh coffee with mm-hmm. butter, coconut oil and turmeric and mm. then I blend it all together. Nice. And um yeah, I think I mean, as you were saying earlier, it's I think Dave Asprey calls it bulletproof coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, um yeah. I've already had two today, so I'm on the nettle tea. <laughs> so welcome, mate. I've got um, a little notepad here. Yeah. And I'm going to, because what I like to do is take maybe notes if, some, if, if I want to refer back to something. Absolutely, yes. Okay, mate. So first and foremost, mm. are you an Irishman? Uh, that is an inter- <laughs> that's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. I think when a lot of people uh, see a photo of me and they uh, hear my name or they, or, they, or they read my name, they instantly assume that I'm Irish. Joseph Devlin is a, is a particularly Irish name. Please. So I have a lot of an, uh, ancestry, uh, mm. which is Irish. Um, my grandparents on my father's side, both Irish. And my dad's, sorry, my mum's dad is Irish as well. So a lot of Irish ancestry. I was actually born and raised in New Zealand. Yeah. And my family moved back here about 20 years ago. So I would call myself an Irish New Zealander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so watching watching the All Black Island game uh, last week was was actually kind of a really weird experience. It was like a really awkward kind of like time of like I kind of want the All Blacks to win, but actually I'm really heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh no, I'm sad. But actually, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy for the All Blacks. When yeah. did you come? Because you lived in Aberdeen before. Yes. You're doing yeah. physiotherapy. There. Yes, I studied physio in Aberdeen. Yeah. Do you say physical therapy or physiotherapy? Yeah. So I call myself a physical therapist because right. I studied physical therapy first. I, yeah. I did a course here in, in physical therapy. Yeah. And I, after doing two years of my physiotherapy degree uh, with the hospitals, with the, with the, with the kind of medical route, mm-hmm. I, I chose to, uh, to leave that course and I chose to go into practice. So I never, I never, I didn't, I chose not to finish my physiotherapy degree. Mm. So I call myself a physical therapist just to make things really, really clear mm. that I'm, I'm different to a physiotherapist. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, you, when you moved, so you moved from Aberdeen straight to, back to Dublin? No, I actually took a bit of a, a dog leg. I actually went to Nepal and India oh. and Australia. Okay. So I took a career break. I was really lucky. I was able to, to take some time off. Yeah. Um, after I left the practice that I had set up, uh, I, I sold that business. And I was able to pay off my student loan and take some uh, take some cash traveling. Oh, sweet! So yeah, I was really lucky. I, yeah. I went, I went, and I went on my, my adventure, my uh, my my gap year, uh, which turned into three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big gap. <laughs> it, was, it was a big gap. Yeah. Right, yeah. So where'd you go? Nepal and Nepal. Yeah, Nepal, and spent some time there. Yeah. Um, which was beautiful. Really lovely place. 
and then uh, India, yeah, and then Australia on the east coast of Australia. Yeah. Where'd you go in India? I was in uh, Goa. I spent a lot of time in Goa. Mm. I, I, I traveled a little bit around the north and spent some time up there, um, but I spent majority of my time in a little village just uh, in the in the little backwaters of uh, northern um, of northern Goa, just in back at Arambol. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. How was that? Beautiful. Uh, actually, whenever anyone mentions coconut oil to me, I'm instantly <laughs> brought back to these coconut groves yeah. around uh, around the, the the back of of Arambol. There, it, it, it's beautiful. It's it's mm. it's kind of a little bit like um, for me, it's a little bit like the land that time forgot. It's it's just in off this really really busy touristy kind of strip, and Goa has this repu- repu- uh, reputation of being a really really busy high vibe kind of place, and, and it is. But but then about fifteen minutes back into the into the, the kind of farmland, there was this this beautiful beautiful little village where I spent a lot of time there, mm. and it was full of coconut groves and and coconut kind of um, palms all all around and, and all through all through this village. So Can you, beautiful. Could you did you go straight from Nepal to to Goa? Uh, Do you remember? Because yeah. I because I went to India. When did I go to India? Not last February. February before that, yeah, and um, I went from from Ireland straight. Yes, not straight there, but it it was quite a bit uh, difficult to get there. Like I took a few flights. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because my experience of India was was different, I yeah. I found it very difficult. To be honest, I had gotcha. I went did go to Goa. Yeah. Um, I went to Andorra Beach. Is that the one? It's like the main kind of tourist one. I think uh, it's called Andorra. It sounds almost Portuguese. Oh yeah, in the in the um, in the middle, in the oh sorry, down yes. the south, it's, middle down the south maybe. Yeah, and I went there, and it's like with the main tourist kind of tourist yep. attraction. Yeah, but um, I traveled like I think I think whenever you go on holiday, yeah, it's quite important to not get the cheapest flight <laughs> <laughs> to spend, you know, to spend as few stops as possible. Yes. Spend spend the extra two hundred quid, whatever it is. Because the experience of experience. the journey is yeah. a lot, lot, lot different. Absolutely, exactly, yeah. I, I would agree with it totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah Did you find yeah. anything difficult about it? Absolutely, India? absolutely challenged. Like so yeah. challenging. Absolutely. Like, like the the actual the actual traveling around and the actual being being in and living in India incredibly challenging. Mm. Um, I really found that my, my my kind of Western mindset was was um, it didn't serve me at all. Like I, I remember having experiences where we had booked a train or a bus or, or some kind of form of transport and, uh, and, and it just like it, the, the time came for it to leave and it just hadn't arrived yet. You know, there was no sign of the train even being there. Yeah. And I was kind of like, well, this, this is ridiculous. Like there's no train. This is, you know, we booked this thing to come and <laughs> my, expect, my expectation was this thing would be here and we, we, we would leave. Yeah. And I was chatting, I was chatting to, to to people about this who had lived there for years and years, and they were kind of like, "That, that's yeah, get over that." <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> because you just you just like that. That is just not how it works, and mm. and everything and and that would come up again and again for me. Everything everything else that um, was what what what, what I'd learned was was my kind of preloaded um, script or my preloaded expectation of of how things should be. Yeah. that was completely different to how that this continent works and this side of the world works yeah um and that was a big big massive learning for me yeah yeah and i think concepts like queuing Mm. you just have to accept that it's different and 
if you don't, because I, I almost had a freak out in the mm. airport. Mm. I was waiting for ages to try to check in mm-hmm. and people just walking in front of me. <laughs> and, I, and I could already, I could feel myself going. I was yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, I'm going to freak out. And then, yeah. uh, um, but you have to kind of win in Rome, as yeah, they say, and yeah. you get the elbows out yeah. and just get yeah, amongst yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get in the ruckus. But, Absolutely, uh, yeah. Did you do any work over there? Or you just Yeah, tra- tra- actually, that, that's when I first started getting into uh, involved with yoga mm. was over in India. I was asked to teach anatomy and physiology on a yoga teacher training course. Okay. Which was kind of came out of the blue. I kind of hadn't really ever really thought about that as a potential um, job or, or, or um, an interest really. Um, and I was, I was doing a little bit of uh, physical therapy um, when I was there and I was approached by a school and they were great. They, they said, uh, take these guys for an hour a day and um, just chat through the, the, the basic stuff that you would and and we'll do a little test with them in the end. So they, they were there for a month long intensive. Yeah. So I had a really, really great introduction to teaching anatomy. So I had this one hour a day, so I could do a little lesson plan for what I want to cover in the hour. Mm. And I had a nice group, there was about 10, and it was it was just really, really beautiful. So I, 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 uh, I started to teach anatomy mm. um, over there. And, and I was able to um, drop into the morning classes as well. I was able to drop into the meditation and to the practice, mm. which was really cool. And then we did, in the evening, we did some some uh, yin and some restorative practice as well. Yeah. So it was great. It was, was that yeah, like when I got my introduction. That, so that was the first time you'd experienced yoga? That was, uh, well, I'd done some yin classes when I was living in Aberdeen, actually. Uh, when I finished playing rugby, I uh, started doing a bit more yoga. Mm. Or sorry, started doing d- different practices. I started mountain biking, and and then I really needed to find something to really, to really help me to... Um, to stretch my muscles. So I'd done some yin in Aberdeen mm. before, but not um, in a regular practice, like like putting the practice together day by day by day by day. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of... Um, what, do you, what do you think of yin? I love yin. What, what would you say from a physical therapist's point of view yeah. are the benefits of yin? This is an interesting one because there's a little bit of a questioning within the physical or physiotherapy world about, about fascia and about how, how it responds to yin. Mm. And so this is, this is an interesting question. Um, if, you, if you scratch a little bit deeper into the, into the research around this, I, I feel for me the idea of putting a, a sling, and if I, was, if I was to use that word sling, mm-hmm. meaning like you, you might talk about the front body or the back body or the side body, um, a sling into a lengthened position, a challenging lengthened position for mm. a period of time and allowing the person to breathe through that discomfort, I think that is huge. I think that is really, 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 really beneficial. Right. Um, that is how I was, uh, or one of the ways I was taught to treat was to look at slings and to look at the, 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 the trains of the body and, and how they were linked together and how one could affect the other. So yin and, and putting that fascia under a gentle uh, distraction to elicit what we will call creep. There's this, there's this uh, phenomenon called tissue creep. And, and I understand that that's when you put the fascia under stretch for at least three minutes. Mm. And yin teachers talk about five and seven and eight and ten minutes. I, I think it's great. I think, the, I think the, the unwinding benefit that you can get from doing yin and from especially when you start to target yin 
to where you're really tight and to and to your tightness in your body, yeah. I think the benefit is potentially huge. I think I think it's 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 a real long term solution. It's like planting a a forest and keeping a forest really healthy as opposed to mm. constantly like doing little top ups all the time. Yeah. What do you think about heated yin? Heated yin. In a hot room. In a hot room. Um, interesting. I haven't tried it personally. Mm. Um, however, I have been in a, in, um, a lot of hot situations. I've <laughs> 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 been to a couple of them in my time. Um, the idea of it sounds really, really good because, again, you're helping that tissue creep to happen. You're helping the, the, the fascia to be able to, to release. Mm. So if you were to think about cold being um, a... Uh, like a constrictor, like 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 if you freeze water, it it, it goes solid, yeah. And if you if you um, put a body or put something into cold water, you get a vasoconstriction effect. So you jump in the sea, you know everything goes, everything kind of <laughs> shrivels up a bit. It does, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, or 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 if you're looking for an effect, like say for example, you have a big swollen ankle and it's really red and it's really angry because you've twisted it, you're gonna stick that, you're gonna stick ice on that. And you're going to want to constrict it up. You want to yeah. stop the bleeding, stop the blood flow to the area, mm. and and you, that's kind of the effect that you're having with yin as well, because you're putting the tissue on stretch, so you're getting what's called an ischemic pressure. So you're you're withholding the normal blood flow from a muscle. Mm. So you are getting a little bit of that effect with the, with the yin, and I think the warm is going to help to keep the blood vessels open to help that return and that flushing back. Mm. to the area so when you go into your uh, restorative um, rebound position and all the blood's flowing back you've you got a bit of heat there to, to, to help the body keep open mm. i have i have uh, heard yin being spoken about as being kind of like a cold energy and a colder like if like if the if the sun is masculine and that's really really hot and warm and then the yin is more earthy and a bit more cold. Then you, people talk about yin in a cold room. But if I'm doing that, then I've got my woolly socks on and I've got my hoodie on and I've got my hat and I've got like tracky bottoms. So like I'm trying to keep myself keep myself warm, if that makes sense. Yeah. That that that's that kind of elasticity. That that kind of um, that that re that the uh, what I'm looking for. Um, not so much rebound, but but more um, the plasticness. I'm looking to keep looking to keep warm during that, and and, and make sure the body isn't going into uh, a cold reaction. Yeah. I do think though, actually, though mm. that because I'm getting a bath installed here, mm. um, plumber came the other day, but um, mm. and my motivation for getting a bath mm -hmm. is so I can have cold baths. Right. And what I've looked into this and. Taking cold baths yeah. initially, it's, yep. it scares you. Yeah, big time. Scares, but, <laughs> but actually, it's it can be very calming compared to being, taking a hot bath. Yeah. So, um, so that that is a, a somewhat one I haven't really figured out what the physiological uh, reasons are behind that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, d yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think I do know that. Um, but mind you, if I was to get up in the morning, yeah. And get straight into a cold bath. I th that's what Tony Robbins does, actually. Right. He that's that's his thing. He, every morning, right. he, he jumps into a plunge pool, and he's got like, you know, multiple houses all around the world. So he has like a plunge pool <laughs> in each one. Yeah, and that's his thing. Uh, right, if right. anyone doesn't know who Tony Robbins is, he's like the, the granddaddy of motivational speakers. Yeah. And 
getting kind of big time coach. Kind oh, big time! Big he's the he's coach. the OG. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Jim Rowan. Jim Rowan was like before mm, him, but mm-hmm. this is back in the fifties. But yeah. um, so yeah, I I do I do want to do that, but I'd want to do it after I'd done some heating, some like. So what I'm planning to do is yeah. get up in the morning, yes. do my yoga practice, yes. come up here, have my jumping straight into the the cold bath. <laughs> In theory. That sounds That's... terrible. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I wanted some confirmation. Bias. Um... Um, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 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 I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from. I, I think it's, it's, it's what, what you're probably picking up on is a little bit of my discomfort with being cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like to be, I like to be hot, but, um, but I think the, the, the medicine in that or, or the effect in that is that vasoconstriction that you get when, you, when, when you're cold, that's amazing. That's really, really good. That's great. If you think of the warming and the opening being uh, uh, the vasodilation, so that's allowing the blood to flow around and flow through. Mm. When you're getting that vasoconstriction, so when you're collapsing down and you're, and you're getting that squeeze, you're pushing all of the lymphatic uh, fluid out mm. of the muscle and all of also that that kind of used blood some of that older blood which is maybe hanging around the muscle you, you, you're getting a big squeeze on that so that's helping that venous return that's helping push all that kind of stuff out mm. so you can you can get that big flood of nice good oxygenated blood back into the system and a big kind of flush out kind of like maybe after you've done the dishes and you've got that ring kind of around where you've got bits of rice and bits of carrot and kind of all the little bits which have been stuck onto your plates. Mm. And then you give it a bit of a, a kind of a swish around with, with, with the water to kind of clean out all the foam and all the gunk that's mm. kind of been, that's, that's been there. Does yeah. that kind of yeah, make sense? sense. Yeah, yeah, get the gunk out. You get the gunk out, yeah. Like you're giving the sponge a bit of a squeeze. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, so I, I, I love it. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Mm. Like I love a good jump off, jump off the boat or jump into the sea every now and again. Yeah. The, 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 the bit, where my resistance is, is the getting out into the air and it's not warm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. It's like when you're on holiday and it's raining, you're like, I'm fine but it's raining because it's warm. But when it's yeah. raining and it's cold, you're like, yeah, come on, yeah, man, yeah, no. one or the other. Yeah, um, yeah. But not in Ireland, though. But um, I, I, I think in terms of body temperature, mm. this is the first time in my, like, say, my... My lineage, my boy, the boy lineage, where like I, I've been, I'm always at the same temperature, yeah. pretty much. My mum and dad, they grew up in houses where they had the floor was concrete, no central heating. Their mum and dad was the same thing. That as Absolutely. A, and just for centuries, it was the, the only way they got warm was to move yeah. or be by a fire. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So they were used to fluctuating body temperatures. Yeah, and yeah, this is the yeah. first time ever I get, I, like, I've got bought a new car, which I showed you yep, earlier. Yep, yep. And, um, well, it's a couple of years old, but you know. New, new, new to me. Yeah, yeah. And it's got it's a lovely heat, machine. Thank you, mate. It's got heated leather seats, yes. and I'm like, don't need it, but it's kind of nice touch for the winter. It's, it's in there, yeah. Heated leather seats. So I, so basically, I get up in the morning. I let's say I, I wasn't to do a yoga practice, even though I do every morning. Mm. If I was just kind of woke up and I got uh, had my breakfast in my heated house, yeah. got into my heated car, drove to my heated office. And then drove back home, and you're just sitting down, being at the same body temperature all the time. Absolutely. And I wonder, what, what does that do Absolutely. to you? Isn't there something called adipose fat or like brown fat around mm-hmm. the the gut or something that that starts to gather? Um, or have I just made that up? 
That sounds correct. I know it's something because I read about before because I whenever we make difficult decisions, uh. it, I think we want to confirmation that it's for the right reasons. And when I was doing my cold water immersion, when I used yeah. to have a bath in my old place, yeah. I just want to justify why am I doing this? Yeah, and, and it yeah, was yeah, to, yeah. to mix it up. But, um, and also as well, I think to, as you're getting older, I'm mm. conscious of, man, if I get injured, mm -hmm. I'm screwed. Mm. I mean, yeah, you can teach with a broken leg or strained ligaments or whatever, but it's not, it's not ideal, especially as, I read, um, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing I'm not going to heal as quickly. Yes. Um, and I wanted to ask you about this actually. Uh -huh. And this is a big topic. But what is, um, well, firstly, what are the most common injuries you see in, in yoga? And when I say mm. yoga, mm. I mean a vinyasa flow class, mm. sun, loads of sun salutations. Mm. Mm. That's kind of traditional Ashtanga style yoga. Mm -hmm. well, what, what, what are the injuries you, you tend to see? Knees. That's the common one that people come to me is with knee injuries and issues around the knee. And that's uh, the common one that I, I, I hear from, from people who have regular practice, mm. um, whether it's either from uh, sitting in Lotus for an extended period of time, that, that can be a, a bit of a common factor and a mechanism of injury, um, or potentially pushing their practice and really pushing into range when, when they're in um, standing poses. Mm. Yeah, they often, often get knee injuries. So people, I think, potentially tweaking meniscuses and pinching meniscus or straining ligaments. Mm. And then that, that, that they can be injuries which take quite a long time to heal compared to more of your muscular uh, kind of tears, which can be pretty quick. They can heal pretty quick. Do you think people are getting knee injuries from sitting in, in lotus or full lotus, mm. or half lotus or full lotus? because they're doing it for too long generally or because they're doing it with no engagement. And what I mean by no engagement is yeah. they're not flexing their feet. They're not like they're allowing the, the joints to, to bend with what, what do we say the reason is for that? The, the, the technical part of the engaging and the holding, um, that's an interesting one. I can't, I can't speak so much from that, from a technical background. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question though of, of, of maybe what are they holding subconsciously and yeah. how is that loading the knee? Yeah. Um, that'd be a really interesting one to, to explore. The, 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 the bit that I would probably say there's a, is, a, is, a, is a really common um, adage which, which is used in the physical therapy world, which is too much too soon. Mm. And you could apply that in a really simple way to pretty much any type of practice. Like say for running, this, this was, this was my, my history when I was working in Aberdeen, I see a lot of triathletes and a lot of runners. If you, at the moment, say for example, you run 5K a day, yeah. on the flat and you do that in say 25 minutes yeah and you're, you're doing that three times a week and, and that's what you're adapted to you're, you're, you're happy with that and then quite often something would happen someone would roll around like like say uh, January would roll around and someone's going right I'm gonna up this I'm gonna like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna start pushing this so they decide they're gonna run 10k up a hill and they're going to want to do that in, say, 35 minutes, <laughs> right? So if you think of, of, of frequency, duration, and intensity, all of a sudden you've increased your uh, duration by double, yeah? You've, you've, you've times that by 100. You've gone from 5K to 10K. 
you have run uphill, so you're making that way more make way more intense. Mm. Or oh, the other factor, sorry, frequency. Let's let's use that one. Say for example, instead of running three times a week, you're running five times a week. Yeah, that's an easier one to quantify. Mm-hmm. So if someone's maybe doing a little bit of sitting in lotus, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, I'm happy enough with this. Cool. I'm going to push my meditation practice out, and I'm going to start sitting. I can sit here for ten minutes. Cool. I'm going to sit here for forty. Mm. You know, and I'm going to do it uh, four times a week instead of I've been doing it twice a week. You've doubled. You've doubled your duration. So you've increased that by a factor of 100, and then you're increasing your frequency. So you're doing it way more, way, way more often. Mm. And that would be where, in terms of an adaptation point of view, your body hasn't adapted to that yet. Mm. And there's a rule which says that the body can handle 10%, and sorry, it can handle up to 10% of an adaptation, or it can deal with an extra 10% load mm. before going into breakdown. So you might be able to do this, but you're, you're, you're starting to kind of like eke into your credit rating or eke into your credit card, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense, or, or, yeah. or you're not putting as much into your cup as you are taken out. Mm. So your body can get you let you away with that for a little while. And, and this is maybe where, where I think maybe with, with, with everybody, and it's not just with yoga, I think people who, who are into any kind of physical practice or fitness, whether it's running or cycling or whatever, they, they, they kind of maybe do a little bit and they're kind of like, cool, I'm going to like ramp this up. But they ramp it up in loads of ways at one time. And, and the overall volume of that can, can really go through the roof quite quickly. Yeah, that's so... So programming is so important because um, things like working with progressive overload to get stronger yes i was doing um i'm always doing handstands and mm-hmm. i'm always i'm work, practicing now a handstand press mm. and I'm like, well okay i can't do a handstand press yet so how do i build up towards it mm. and i've just did some research and okay i, I the one of the ways to do it is to do a shoulder press with a mm. barbell mm, mm, mm-hmm. and i was doing like i don't know 20 kg mm-hmm. barbell press overhead and i put up to maybe 30 yeah messed up my shoulder for about two weeks yeah yeah instead yeah. of going 22 and a half kg yeah, yeah which yeah, would have yeah, been yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah, fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. and then I, I i realized that um you gotta be so patient like even i was saying this to um to neve daily mm. who's mm. who's the, the episode before this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so last week's episode, last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> and um she said um how well i was saying how like you can take yoga into any activity so mm. you can be like okay what's my objective here am i uh, looking after myself mm. or am I in the gym looking to just put the biggest plates on to show off a little bit exactly uh, and you know to have a little bit of patience exactly. because once you exactly. injure yourself yes. th- especially as you get older like yeah. uh, um, I tend to say this every podcast but I am I'm 37 and a half uh-huh. you know and uh, <laughs> you've got to be mind- mindful of that and I, I but I do I do think it's important to that is why basically my point is Joe is yeah. that like yeah. it's so important to program and to take that programming approach into your yoga practice. Absolutely. Because I, I did it at Ashtanga. Now, uh-huh. respect to Ashtanga, I actually really like it. Mm, but for mm, me mm, and my mm, knees, mm, mm. all those seated forward folds, mm. uh, and even transitioning from a Sukhasana into mm-hmm. Chaturanga, rolling yep. over the knees loads yep. of times, yep. doesn't suit me. I don't, give, I don't care if it's old and if it's been done for years. Uh, I it really hurt my knees. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I think the tricky thing with knees I find is that it's very hard to heal them 
because you're always standing. It's yeah. not like your wrist where you don't need to do a handstand. Yes, yes. But you need to stand on your feet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's part. Of, it's part of your 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 mobility. Yeah. 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 You're, you're walking around and putting a load through your knees all the time. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I think that's why now in yoga you're seeing more active stretching as opposed to passive stretching for example mm, so mm, actually mm. using muscle engagement mm -hmm. and this is why but it's a little bit mis uh, confusing because people think yoga is about being flexible that is the common common misnomer <laughs> isn't it yeah. common misnomer yeah. 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 yeah yeah but um have you do you come across people that are what they call hypermobile absolutely yeah and what is this a genetic what causes this is it genetic um, I'd say there is a little bit of uh, nature and a little bit of nurture. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting topic. I, I would say that there would be a, a family predisposition to being a little bit more supple. Yeah. Um, I also think that it's a little bit to do with your body type and your dosha type. If if, mm. if you're familiar with that yeah, kind yeah. of there's a there's a there's a um, Ayurvedic term around around dosha, mm -hmm. and and there's a uh, a Western medicine term or Western um, uh, exercise physiology muscle physiology term around being an ecto endo or an endomorph. Mm -hmm. um, oh, sorry, meso ecto or endomorph. Mm -hmm. So so you've got if you like everything you can put on a spectrum, um, and you've you've got your more hyper hyper mobile people, so you're very flexible people, and your hypo mobile people. Mm. And I come across um, the different cate categories or different populations. The hyper mobile people um, very often their their elbows, for example, when they straighten their arms, their elbows will go really straight, mm. and that's the easiest way to pick. And, and for a teacher, if your yoga teaches, this mm. is a handy um, thing to know, just a handy thing to have a look at is maybe when someone is in a plank or in downward dog, their elbows will go really, really straight, almost kind of like 280 degrees, and then some more. They bow in. They bow in, yeah. exactly. So they're kind of concave around back again. Mm -hmm. Now that's something really that you want to watch as a practitioner and as a teacher, because that gives you an indication that someone is a little bit hyper mobile. So mm -hmm. hyper. Did I say hypo? I mean no, hyper. No, no, I think you said yeah. hyper. Sorry. I said hyper. No, you yeah. said yeah. hyper. Exactly. Yeah. So like, just to clarify <clears> people, that means people that are very, very flexible. People like, very flexible. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, when I see the bowing elbows, yeah. I, I'll say create a micro bend in the elbow, but often they can't because they, they find it, it just shakes in the spot. Oh. And, and, on, and, and, that's, and that's an interesting uh, concept because sometimes people aren't aware that they're really hyper hyper or extra mobile, <laughs> extra mobile. Um, and they actually might not have the muscle, muscle strength mm. and alignment yet, and I say yet, to be able to bring that elbow back around and kind of point that elbow back more down in towards their core. Yeah. And what that's actually doing is they're engaging more through their lat and, and what I call, I kind of call it screwing the wrist home, if yeah, that makes nice. sense. Like that. So you're twisting and you're kind of engaging the hand mm. and then you're engaging the lat and then the big muscles of the arm, your biceps and your triceps to give you the muscle stability to then be able to give that little micro bend. Because mm. what, the, the, mm. what the risk is in my mind from an injury point of view is and going back to yin is people who are really really hyper mobile who are extra bendy and extra flexible my little concern is is if they're doing things like yin yoga and they're putting their ligaments which are already quite stretchy and quite loose mm. into positions which could give them extra mobility and extra length through their ligaments then again it's kind of like it's it's like going from running 5k to running 10k you're 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 putting in a lot of extra load to that ligament which is already quite bendy 
do you want to be doing that? And do you want to stretch those ligaments more? So you've got to be a little bit careful with your with your yin practice that you're really stacking up and you're really stretching into fascia and looking at where your fascia is tight. Mm. So I'd be a little bit aware of people like that being really hyper immobile and commonly, and this is the misnomer about yoga being all about flexibility, sometimes I see people who are really flexible naturally. They can get into positions and they can look really cool they can you know put like their big toe up their nose you know kind of like after wrapping it around their neck twice and and great looks great on instagram cool but where's your stability yeah and you've got loads and loads of flexibility but it, are you balancing balancing that off with your yang practice and giving you stability and it what what's serving you yeah what 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 are you what are you what are you getting from doing lots of stretching when you're already quite quite flexible mm. And at the same time, I will own that I am on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you like. I would be in the <laughs> hype O mobile. <laughs> yes, I'm in. I would I would be in that not stretchy category at all. Yeah. And that's where I've learned that the yin is really, really good for me for breaking up all that really tight fascia mm-hmm. that I think I uh I got from doing lots and lots of yang exercise when I was younger. Yeah. During my 20s, playing loads and loads of rugby, going to the gym, lifting heavy, not doing any stretching. Mm. So the bit that I really find for me is that the yin is great for me. And I tend to nowadays, I tend to stick away from my yang practice because I'm aware that there's those patterns underlying in my body that tend to react and get quite short when I'm doing yang practice. Yeah. And that's where the yin is really, really beneficial for non-stretchy bodies. Does, does that kind of make Absol- sense? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's essentially, you know, if you are doing more yang, you need to, exp- if you're really flexible, you need mm. to explore stability and vice versa. Exactly. But actually, um, I believe the yoga postures uh, once upon a time were developed to create stability in the body, not flexibility, stability, so that you can practice pranayama. Yeah. So you can yeah. sit upright yeah. with a long spine, Long and you know, mm. uh, yeah, as opposed to straight, yeah, long spine, and you can have a stable core as you breathe, yes. That, um, but I think flexibility has become so interesting or appealing visually, yes, because we've become so inflexible, uh, or, or is it unflexible? Well, we're not flexible, <laughs> it depends what <laughs> dis, what, dis- flexible. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, and uh, I think that's why it's it becomes so appealing, but mm. um. But I do think that if you, I mean, for me with flexibility, because I'm similar to Mm, you, mm, mm. uh, I'm very stable but not Mm, very flexible. mm. I found that holding a stretch Mm. for five to ten breaths Mm. doesn't cut it. Mm. And when I was in Bali earlier this year, Mm -hmm. I was with Devin Kelly. And Mm -hmm. Devin Kelly, I don't even know on my Instagram, he's like DK Movement or Devin P. Kelly, I think his name is now. But he is... Hmm. He's a physical phenomenon. Okay. I mean, phenom. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he can do incredible stuff, gotcha. and it's all like self-taught. You know, yeah. he's very diligent in yeah. high practices, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the stretch response. Yeah. And saying how you need to hold a stretch for mm. two minutes mm. to override your nervous system, uh, and then within that stretch response, practice pales and rails. I'm now I haven't done FRC mm. uh, courses, but I'm very interested in FRC, yep. Yep. functional range conditioning. Sure, sure, yeah. And uh, have you, have you, ex- I mean, I suppose that's kind of going into the yin 
uh, yeah. avenue, isn't it? Yeah. Because in Yin, we're we're like three to five minutes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, is there? Am I on the? Am I like uh, talking out my arse here? Or no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not going to come into your house and tell you that you're talking about me. Yeah, you're talking about you. Yeah, talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, I'll message you later and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I found that like if I'm practicing splits, for example, yeah, you've got to have loads of patience if you're going to hold a splits for two minutes. Yeah. Now, now this for me, that, that, that's the bit that is the interesting bit for me. Linking this back to my trip to India and I had all of my expectations about how train time should operate or how long it should be (laughs) from when you order food to when the food comes out or that like, you know, you, you, you say no sugar in my tea and they give you no sugar in your tea. You know, you have all these preconceived ideas and expectations about how should things should be. Yeah. For me, this is the benefit and this is the bit that I get from yin and from meditation practice and from getting a deep tissue massage or getting on my roller or getting on my tennis ball and doing the myofascial work is that I get put face-to-face with the part of me which is intention sorry which is i'll break that down which is intention or has tension and that's the bit which i see is challenging this is the challenging bit same as jumping in the cold water it's the bit that i kind of like i i want to put that bit aside and i want to be really warm (laughs) i want to be comfortable i don't want i don't want to face that which is uncomfortable and that's the medicine and that's what i've learned that bit of facing up to that there's so much growth and there's so much healing and magic in that and this is the bit with the yin when you allow yourself to start to become a little bit more okay with the things not being okay Mm. and breathing into and being comfortable with that this is not ideal right now but actually i'm safe and i can breathe through this and get that connection with the breath and the breath being that container which you're conforming for yourself mm. and that piece which which you can rely on and you can begin to trust in. Mm. And and that that I think is is the tricky bit and the bit I really struggled with when, when I went to the yin classes all those years ago. And the guy was like, just sigh and breathe through it. And in my head I was kind of like, this is so shit. Yeah, <laughs> I can't sigh. This is so sore. I, I can't get my butt anywhere near the floor. This is, you know, mm. this is so this is so sore. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand how sore this is. Mm. And it's like, of course he does. He he understands. This guy Martin, who's this brilliant, brilliant teacher who, who I learned from. Mm. And this is the bit which I find is really useful with, with the myofascial release. And and this is this is why I really like working with really simple tools with with the with the tennis balls. And the rollers is because you can you can get that and you get that uh, discomfort and you get that ability to learn to trust in yourself and in your own breath and it can bring you really, really present into the moment right bang then and there. Mm-hmm. And then you do the little stretch and you do the rebound after that. Mm. So that that's the bit, that's a very long answer and a bit of a tangent. No, kinda. tangents are good. Um, uh, uh, if I, <laughs> I heard the analogy that if you have a Q, then it has to be an A. <laughs> I don't know if I've got back to the A. <laughs> 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 
but, yeah. but, but does that, does that kind of uh, get, get the, the, the little piece of medicine which is in that discomfort? Yeah. And, and, and it's that facing up to that. And it's also practicing patience itself. Ooh. I mean, I have used to be very impatient. I, mm. I did an Instagram post, of, Instagram post about this yesterday about the space between action and reaction mm. and how when I was really young, I was a real hothead. Mm -hmm. And I used to like, when school I got into loads of fights and yep. I would kind of, I remember, this is embarrassing to mm, say, but mm, mm. when I play football, mm. I would kind of hope uh, there'd be a bad tackler so yeah. I could jump in. Yeah. Terrible. I yep. mean, that's, I was like, I used to like confrontation. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't seek it out, but if someone on the, I was telling my girlfriend this the other day actually, yeah. when I was like maybe, ooh, probably 21, mm. I'm looking at, and this is typical when some bloke was like, mm. what are you looking at? Mm. And, and yep. By the way, if you're a young man, that happens quite a lot. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're, especially when you're young, you know, mm -hmm. like big, not big men, but uh, fully grown men don't yes. do it, but adolescents. Sure. And I couldn't be like, I'd just ignore it. I'd yeah. have to actually confront the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but yeah. my point yeah. is that I realized that nothing ever good came of that. Mm. I was never in a chip shop once and someone said, what are you looking at? And I said uh, something smart back and it went well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> never Many times I just got beaten up. <laughs> so um, you can you talk your way out so much. Um, and so as I've gotten older and I started doing so much yoga, yeah. I've realized that when something happens now, even if it's something someone says something, I can just take a second. Yes. And God, that second. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because life is about relationships. Yeah. And if you have good relationships, you have good life. Yes. Yep. So, and, and the most important thing in relationships is communication. Absolutely. And, and for me, maybe it's being a man as well, mm. my most important thing is to listen. Mm. To actually listen mm -hmm. to what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to, instead of preempt what they're going to say and then jump in, let them say it, take a moment, process it, and then give a response that shows that I was listening and that it's um, an optimal response, should we say. And I really do feel, I actually, I'm not, no bullshit here. I feel like when you practice yoga and you're in a splits, for example, for two minutes, mm. you have these conversations. You're like, the teacher's like, okay, now breathe. And you're like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> I'm just trying to survive here. You don't know how hard this is for me and my body. Because, because, and I think to be a good yin, to, yin teacher it takes a lot of skill because you have to show so much compassion. Mm. You can't just be a cheerleader like, okay, put your leg up, put your leg yeah, down. You've yeah, got to yeah. speak in a really soothing way. Yes. Have compassion and empathy for the people in the class. Yes. And I know that when I've done yin in the past, and I actually did a yin teacher training myself with uh -huh. Josh Summers, but yeah. when I went to yin's classes, I there were stages where I resented the teacher. Uh. I was like, why are you making me do this? Yes. This is, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that 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 training of your your nervous system yes, yes. affects how you behave. Have you found that? I, I, I think <laughs> I think it might give you the the little bit of insight or to be to be really cheesy, sorry, yinsight. Oh, I'm how gonna, dare I'm you? Gonna, I'm gonna put that up there, sorry. <laughs> um, and, and, and by the way, I uh, I honor uh, you speaking about something which is a little bit uncomfortable about about being being a man and being uh, uh, um, faced with this conflict. Um, that's something which 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 I've faced as well, and that can be really uncomfortable. That situation, which can be really challenging, when you can be sometimes in that fight or flight mode, mm. or that or that space where you feel like someone is is encroaching into 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 your space and, and and you're in danger. I I I feel that is a little bit the same in the in practice, uh, or in the myofascial practice, or 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 
um, when you're when you're dealing with with your shadow, with, with with that side of you, which is which is that dark side, and that unsafe feeling. And this is where the yin practice, I think, is really is really beneficial, where you get a little bit of a safe space to look at your fear. And that's what comes up for me a lot: it's fear, anxiety, and you get the chance to breathe through that and have that little kind of practice at being in that situation. In, 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 a similar, in a similar kind of context, like when you're running through your moves on the football field or on the rugby field, you get a chance to run through the moves without an opposition. So you, you don't have any guys who are trying to take the ball off you or who are trying to tackle you, you're just running, running through the moves or you're doing line outs without even any ball. Sometimes you usually practice line outs with, with, no, with no ball being thrown in, just, mm -hmm. just to purely get the feeling of that. And, and I think this can be really, really beneficial for you to feel that uncomfortable feeling and breathe through it. Yes. Because I think so much that we are, well, there's an evolutionary trait within us to be able to react to that fearful situation, which is, which is why we're here today. And thousands of years ago, someone who, who wasn't particularly scared of wolves or bears or tigers and they didn't react, well, their genes probably aren't here today, if that makes sense. They were the ones at the back of the pack who were most relaxed, and we were the ones who ran away. <laughs> 100%. And, and all so, fought. All fought, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah all fought, yeah. yeah. Or, 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 or played hide and seek the best. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> evolved to be really, really good at doing, yeah. doing these things. And, mm. and, and in this modern, so my take on this is, is, is why yin and these practices can be really beneficial, especially for men is in this modern day life that we're in, these stresses or these fears, they're maybe not something like a tiger or a bear or a wolf where we can run away from them or we can fight them or we can hide from them. They're things like paying your rent or paying your mortgage or getting a job or staying in your job or being okay in your job or like you say, relationships. Like, whoa, mm -hmm. they can be really, really challenging to, to, how, to, to be in relationship as you're changing and as the nature of relationship is changing and as the nature of the world is changing and all these like un, like unfathom, un, I'm gonna try and say a big word, help me out Kev, unfathomable, Fathomable. unfathomable, Perfect, you it. there we go, uh, it must have been the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> all these unfathomable situations which we cannot hope to have any control on like climate change or like Brexit for example going to drop two big political things there sorry Whoa. but as an examples like we we, we, we we can't hope for us to have an ability to be able to affect any of that it's kind of happening out with our control mm. I think that's tricky for us because normally we have a situation which we can kind of control in our tribal life say 10,000 years ago when when our ancestors, perhaps, I'm, I'm going to guess if you're a boy, I'm a devil, and our ancestors were hanging around, around around the Boyne Valley and we were like kind of growing potatoes and hunting salmon and deer and stuff. If we got to this time of the year and we were kind of like, do we have enough food stored? Mm, I'm a bit worried about food. Okay, let's go hunting. Let's go fishing. Let's go mm -hmm. gather some more food and let's store it up for the winter. Okay, cool. That's cool. That was like, that was our kind of, probably one of our bigger fears. Mm -hmm that we had enough to survive through the winter and we could actively have a part in going and doing that. We could go and run about and we could catch fish and gather and build stuff. We would have maybe scared that the like, Romans were gonna come over and like steal our fish and, and deer and stuff. But, but you know, we, 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 we could do man things around that. We could build a fence and we could make a spear. I kind of feel like nowadays there's these unfathomable things around that we actually we have no control over. 
we can do our play, play a little part in them. But the bit which I'm realizing that we can do for us is that we can look at our environment. We can look at our own internal stores of what what is my story? What is my reaction? How do I shape up and face up in, 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 in this place, in the world, and in this place, in my body? And how am I navigating within that? And and this is where uh, practices, practices like it, facing your shadow, yeah, through your through your yin, through practice, or um, yeah, or or or, 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 or doing a, a number of other things that might be uncomfortable, like speaking your truth, mm. for example, and being heard and being a bit vulnerable, because that's tricky. Like life can be, life can be pretty stressful. Life can mm. be challenging. So yeah. that's 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 my kind of take on this, on this medicine, if you like. Mate, I think that's brilliant. I, I think I did a podcast with. Um, Max Strom, mm -hmm. and he wrote a book called A Life Worth Breathing. Mm. He also wrote a book called There's No App for Happiness. Mm. Um, fantastic, I didn't read the second one, but I did read the first one, or the audio book. And he listens to the news once a week mm. because his theory is that it's causing stress yes. in your, uh, a, a kind of, Almost like that hum in the background you can hear now. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, know, that, I don't know where that hum is coming from. I think it's the tractor outside. <laughs> mystery, mystery hum. Yeah, but that hum that maybe yeah. you, you guys can hear in the microphone now, that is like anxiety yes. going all through. And it, you don't realize it's there. But every time you read about climate change or things you can't, well, okay, you can affect climate change to a degree. Yes. But yeah, what, yeah. what Donald Trump is doing, you know, all these things that kind of keep us stimulated in, mm. in that fight or flight response, mm. but it's nothing, we can't make do anything about it immediately. Yeah. Uh, so therefore it doesn't really serve us. And I've realized now, I mean, I think as well, going back to like being a man as well, mm. as you age, you change, your testosterone mm -hmm. levels start mm -hmm. to go down. Mm -hmm. After 30, I believe it's like something like, I don't know what percentage, but it starts to drop after mm -hmm. 30. And uh, I mean, there's things you can do to like, it, you know, uh, delay that mm. in terms of natural things you can mm. do, like mm. strenuous exercise, eating mm. well, getting mm. daylight, that type of thing. But I am, I'm finding now my definition of being not just a valuable man, but a valuable person is yeah. changing. Yeah. Like I used to really value, um, be like I did boxing when I was mm -hmm. younger to kind of, basically to prove I was tough. Yeah. That, that was, that was yeah, really, yeah. I could have, done any kind of which I did do a couple of other things yeah uh, jujitsu that type of thing and I I used to imagine and I said this in the podcast before but I used to imagine like someone's going to jump through the window of mm. my bedroom they're mm. going to try and get my girlfriend and I'm going to wrestle to the ground <laughs> and I have these fantasies in my head yes. that like yeah. some an intruder would come into the house yeah. and I think that's because we're so safe now yeah. that sometimes we fantasize about danger yeah. and being yeah. the yeah. hero of the situation yes and uh what I've realized now is that doesn't carry that much value. It's yeah. not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, my value as a person now uh -huh. is, can I sit, listen, can I hug mom, girlfriend, sister, mm. whoever it is, mm. and mm. actually mm. like spend a bit of time with mm. them? Uh, so it's it's like, it's, uh, I suppose we just have to change, don't we? <laughs> 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 and, and actually I do believe- I, I, don't, I don't have to change. <laughs> no, not you, Joe. No, but like, everyone else everyone has to change. Else, but even like at the Kundalini and they're talking about your yeah. feminine side yeah, and all that, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. A, a value. Absolutely. Just because you're developing your feminine side doesn't mean you're a woman or it doesn't mean you have to, you're still a, you can still be a genetic uh, uh, or biological man. Yes. But you're developing your feminine traits. Yes. Yes. Is, uh, yeah. I mean, I think yin, 
um, is good f- for that. Would that be fair to say? I think what I've learned is is that for me, that feminine energy is about nurturing, and that is yeah. a self-nurturing practice which I'm exploring. Because previously, my exercise would have almost been from a self-flagellating, punishing point of view. Yes, I'm going to go and lift really heavy, and I'm going to break. <laughs> my, I'm going to break down my muscle. Or I'm going to go into the rugby field and I'm going to smash other guys and they're going to smash me and I'm going to like strive and push and I'm going to want to get the ball over the line, which is all like really cool stuff. Mm. The, the bit there is that the nurturing aspect for myself or others wasn't, wasn't really there. Well, so, sorry, I'll, I'll change that. The, the, I was learning to, to, to care for others. I was learning to be a therapist. But the self-nurturing bit was a, was a massive missing gap. Mm. Like my self-practice and self-nurturing, I didn't value myself enough. Mm. And I still, I still work with that. I still, I still have a lot of challenge around that in my own self-opinion about myself. Self-love. So that bit for me and that yin is, is giving yourself space to be nurturing to, your, to yourself mm. as quite a feminine trait um, as opposed to uh, what's the next thing? What are we going to do next? What's mm. the what's 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 how do I how do I strive and how do I be more to feel okay? Mm. And that's the bit for me which I realized through through yin journey and, and 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 also through through men's work is is what what is that inner story? What is that what is that old story about myself? And what where have I acted subconsciously out of a place of need as opposed to out of a place of self empowerment? Mm. And and that's I think is uh, I feel sorry I'll change that languaging I feel really connected to this idea of of self care doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be comfortable it's not necessarily going to be mm-hmm. warm hot chocolate and a, <laughs> and a warm shower actually self care might be like okay I'm going to put myself in banana asana and I'm really going to let my IT band <laughs> s- screech at me yeah. because I actually know that's good for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when you talk about mm. Um, struggling mm. with self-care mm. how how has that manifested itself like have you mm. ever experienced and obviously you, you know you can tell me to mind my own business no, no, like, no. but have you ever experienced like panic attacks or anything absolutely. like that absolutely absolutely yeah yeah my history would be a uh, anxious young teenager and as I look back on that now from a physiological point of view I had childhood asthma cold induced asthma so this is so hmm. this is the bit of myself I don't like to, to go into. I, I, I used to come from a, a warm house on a, on a winter morning and I would come out into a frosty cold uh, morning and the, the cold air would, would cause this uh, asthma is like a vasoconstriction of, of your uh, windpipe of your uh, lungs and that would be really, really fucking scary. That would be like I can't breathe. Mm. And that could be like coming out of a really, really safe env- environment, like your, your home, you've just had your cornflakes and like your cup of tea and you're like, okay, I'm going off to walk to school now. And then it's just like, bang. And that for me, what I've realized now as I unpick that around my physiology is that breath and that being able to catch your breath and work with your breath and, and, and your breath being a safe place, that, that wasn't there. Um, the... And the anxiety, it, I, I, I feel that's been a default um, throughout then, throughout the story of my teenage and my adult life. And it's been there in the background all the time. And, and, and it still manifests and it pops up. 
the difference is now is I'm able to witness that mm. from a place of, oh, that's interesting. In the same way that like I'll watch, oh yeah, I'll watch an episode of uh, something on Netflix. And I'm like, well, it's a bit scary. But it's different to like, <laughs> it's different to, it's different to, or that's uncomfortable because this is, this is, this is challenging mm. as opposed to I'm in that and I'm anxious and, and, and all of the, all of the monologue which is happening and all of that negative stuff which is there, I can, I can disassociate some of the time, most of the time, more and more away from that yeah. and, and into that being the witness space or, or, or observing. And, and that's, that's been the trip which, for me has has been has been life changing yeah really life changing i think that um the word you use there mm. about witnessing mm. i think that's what when you move slowly mm. or you don't move at all mm. 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 it mm. gives you a chance to witness when you're maybe your eyes are closed you're yeah. lying down you're in something for five minutes yeah you can actually witness as mm. opposed to get distracted by aesthetics the visuals what's yeah. everyone else doing yeah yeah um yeah. what transition are we doing next mm. And I actually think that if you, um, when you do that a lot, you essentially retrain your brain mm. uh, uh, to 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 almost like drip feed yourself yeah. little bits of stress yeah. yeah and then practice yeah ma managing that stress. Um, and I I really believe that if you understand mm. your body. Mm. The better you understand your body, the more you get out of yoga. Mm, mm, I actually, mm, I do because mm, the last two weekends I was mm. I was teaching uh, anatomy and physiology, mm -hmm. not to level you could, but like I was teaching it um, to my mm. uh, my level mm -hmm. and uh, to the 200 hour. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, God, I actually know way more than I thought. And mm. that has given me... Mm so much more i get so much more out of my yoga practice because yeah, i understand my body more yeah yeah great way more yeah um yeah. i'm not just making shapes i'm actually I, <laughs> but also at the same time at the same time not throwing shapes throwing shapes yeah <laughs> also at the same time though i'm i try not to over intellectualize yeah. the yoga practice yes. to be like right switch the glute on yeah and extend the arm I'm, I'm trying not to and i don't actually do that to be fair in fairness i did at the start yeah when i was I, learning i, I was think like, that's very normal yeah, I mm. did it start and I was okay. And then when it became too intellectual, mm. I stopped feeling it. Yes. But now I just um I'm more aware of my body. And I, I think for anyone who even if you don't want to be a yoga teacher, mm. I think it look, right, you've got the most important instrument you're gonna have in your life is your body. Yeah. I think uh, Baz Luhrmann said that in that song about uh Wearing sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. And sunscreen's like Great the most important instrument you have in your life yes. is your body. Yes. Use it any way you can, like yes. dancing, whatever he said. Dance and even it, if you have nowhere to do it but by yourself in your living room. Yeah, man, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and um I, I really believe, even if you don't want to be a yoga teacher or phys physical therapist, yeah. um, that you you owe it to yourself mm. to understand your physiology. Yes. How your body works. Because it's all tied together, yeah. man. Like um, that book, The Body Keeps the Score, talking yeah. about how um, the way our posture is. Yeah. Like we can think a certain way, which will change our posture, yeah. but we can also change our posture, posture which make which will make us think a different way. Absolutely. Um, and. Do you want to go on that? <laughs> I'm kind of. I'm, so because that's a really that's a, it's an interesting concept because 
when you're talking about... I ran out of steam there. <laughs> <laughs> pass me the ball. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like a, it could be a hospital pass though. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea about bringing consciousness to your breath and being in your breath or, or, or bringing your awareness to your breath is an interesting one. Because if you forget about your breath, like when you're asleep or when you're driving or in tying your shoelaces or doing any other number of million of things, it'll carry on automatically. Hmm. Same as your heartbeat and your digestion and it, respiration is one of those things which is automated because it's really, really, really important. The, but the idea about bringing consciousness to your breath is interesting because you are developing that connection with the subtlety of how you are being. <laughs> Nicely said. Yeah. So yeah. instead of letting it run automatically and mm. just teetering down however it's kind of easiest, then you're taking time and a moment to be aware of that. And you can develop, I believe, that it is possible to develop a deeper connection with yourself through being conscious of your breath and the meditation practice that I, I really like is then being aware of your posture from that kind of almost at the same time, like you're practicing doing one thing consciously at the same time, which is breathing, mm. and then just bringing awareness to the posture. So you're kind of, oh, my brain's even getting a bit sore thinking about this, but doing two things mm. at one time. <laughs> 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 Normally there's that joke. It's like, you know, do, do one thing at a time pro properly. Yeah. This is the little bit of that, maybe that practice of expanding mm. and, and starting to bring some awareness of, oh, okay, where are my shoulders? Well, my shoulders are really far forward. Mm. Okay, can I bring them back in with this breath? And then can I release tension with the out breath and can I sink a little bit further into the ground and can I come into more connection with the ground and with the earth mm. can I trust a little bit more of my body weight over into the into the earth mm. that that's the little bit which I think is the interesting practice is we're practicing to breathe and be aware of something else at the same time and that's the interesting bit in terms of that reaction mm. and that and that like where it can be really useful in a conflict or in that moment of like, okay, I'm going to go on autopilot here. I'm going to do things easiest, which is previously I would have been like. Confrontational. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. going to put my boundaries down, really be clear and be like, nah, mm -hmm. or I'm, doing, I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to separate here. And, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like, can, am, I, am I allowed to use colorful language? Can yeah, I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. already like, said fuck. Fuck so. you guys. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. Kind of like, I don't want to do this because uh, I'm just a shit. I'm not getting involved in this. Mm -hmm. And this, this is so me and my practice where, I, where I've realized this bit for me is the safe venting of anger mm -hmm. and the exploration of that being an energy which is stored in my body and something which I've got to have a little look at. So something which I'm a little bit ashamed to admit. <laughs> this is my little stretch here. I have a really, I have a really nice bike, which... Uh, a bicycle? Or sorry, bike? sorry, a bicycle. I have a really yeah. nice bicycle, which um, I don't use... Because even though I really like cycling, uh, even, though, even though it tightens up your... Uh, anyway, I won't go on that tangent. Cycling can be bad for tighten up, tightening up your hips, by the way. But anyway, it's, that's, that's another <laughs> podcast. I can get really, really, really angry when someone cuts me off. Oh. And like, <laughs> I am kind of... <laughs> I, kind of I like going fast on the bike. I like being able to move through traffic and keep momentum up. So I'm kind of aware that... 
I like I like kind of moving quickly. Otherwise, I think cars can can kind of it can be tricky to navigate through traffic. So I get up to speed quite quickly. And if someone cuts me off, I'll be like scream and you know fuck you, man, and like careering towards someone and like all the brakes on and like skidding and kind of like, and I've, I've, that that scared me because I vented my anger. So this, hap- this happened around Bagot Street and it was a rainy day. It was really, really busy traffic. And I like really quite scared myself by my reaction to that person because I felt in danger. Mm. Yeah, felt, oh. I felt I was in danger. Also, I felt they were in danger. Like I could have, yeah, you know. You're so vulnerable on a bicycle. Big I mean, time. That your, your, height, your senses are heightened already. Mm. You're on a little tiny metal frame yeah. with rubber wheels. Tiny little wheels. Yeah, tiny yeah. little wheels. Yeah. And you, you're going 30 miles an hour mm, and, mm. You, and you forget that you're not cocooned in steel. Yes, yes yeah, yeah. Uh, and therefore your, your senses are heightened. You mm. might have earphones on. Maybe, I'm not saying you did, but some people do. Some people do. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. not even a helmet. Some people yeah, do yeah, that yeah. as well. And then um, you something like that happens yeah. where a car pulls mm. out in front of you. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it, it's un- understandable that yeah. you, you're going to react in a way mm. because... And that's why if it ever happens to me, I always think to myself, I always like profusely apologize and I'm trying to be conscious mm, like mm, this. But, mm. but yeah, that, that is um, put, like being in that situation is, and it is, is frightening when you see how you can react to things mm, still. Yes. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's kind of unavoidable. Sometimes it's a bit unavoidable. <laughs> it's unavoidable. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but do yin and you'll be alright, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or don't or don't cut me off. Are we, are we doing too much? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Joe, I wanted to finish off by saying, sure. um, as I mentioned uh, a few moments ago, doing learning more about anatomy and physiology yeah. is really important. Yeah for you if you're a human that owns a body yeah so what, what's if happening you, if, next if, if, you, if you're leasing if you're leasing a car or sorry if, you, if you're leasing a human body uh, at the moment <laughs> <laughs> so what is uh, that's a nice little lead in for you to take talk about your next event oh nice thank you cheers go thank ahead you. uh <laughs> i have a couple of events coming up uh i have the myofascial release workshops for the neck and the shoulder happening this weekend which is maybe probably a little bit too, oh, too late it. because you're going to be out of yeah. oh, this is going to be well i tell you what there was one happening this weekend but i do them reasonably regularly i do a, i do a neck and a shoulder one mm-hmm. and i do a hip and a lower back one uh so the, quite the, regularly. What, what date what date is that so that one is on this saturday this saturday coming up so so, so that is so the 23rd 20, today so 26th of october so if this is out before then Go to that. Go to that. All right. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I do them quite regularly. I usually do them once a month. Yeah. I have a, a yoga uh, anatomy masterclass coming up uh, in the Yoga Hub on the 2nd of November. And that one is for yoga teachers. And that's going to be a day of looking at, at anatomy and physiology mm. and looking mm. at myofascial trigger points, looking at slings in the body, anatomy trains, and looking at how we can release them and how we can look at uh, what's happening in the body in common injuries, like for example, the, the, this knee and, and yoga, um, and also looking at a physical practice as well, and looking at how we can embody and how we can get into our bodies and just notice and sense a little bit about, about what's coming up. 
So, so not being purely just about the nuts and bolts of anatomy and physiology, but also mm. can we can we experience and can we feel into those slings and trigger points a little bit there. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've a couple of uh, couple of different workshops coming up, which people are more than welcome to. Mm. Um, I do some restorative myofascial release workshops as well sometimes. Those ones fill up pretty quick, so you got to got to be on them. Mm. Yeah. I would love to go to the masterclass, but mm. I'm at teacher training that weekend. So right. It's a tricky, tricky one okay, to be yeah. able to fit all these things in. I know, yeah, yeah. but um, but Joe, mate, thank you so much, man. If people want to find you, uh, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Joseph underscore Devlin underscore. I know you threw another underscore in at the end. I think so. Just yeah. for good, just for good measure. I think I just chucked it in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe that's just an extra. By the time they get to the end. Your name would have come up. Oh, anyway. hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on, Kevin. It was great to share and great to hear your sharing. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Joe. I'm definitely going to have him on again. Uh, he's a solid guy, solid geezer. And um, if you'd like to come to my next workshop, the next event I have is Heels Overhead, the handstand workshop, Saturday. December 14th in Salt and Salt in Schlego. And you can book online. You can go to their website, saltandsalt.ie. Or for all information for all events, because I've got some big ones coming up around Christmas time, then just go onto my website, kevinballyoga.ie. This website, uh, not this website, this podcast was brought to you by Small Changes, organic, whole foods, eco-friendly store based here in Dublin, looking after the environment and helping people to look after themselves. And if you'd like to do that, go and visit them in Drumcondra, Dublin 9, and get yourself some good stuff. Thanks as always for listening. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, please do. That'd be fantastic. Or share this episode or tell someone about it, either in real life or in virtual life, like on the internet. Yeah, thanks so much as always, and I'll catch up with you next week.